and gents, the hair business. Now, this is something y'all know I know nothing about, but our guest today definitely does. How do you take a business that everybody does on the corner and blow it up? That's what today's topic is all about. So here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hey. yeah. let's do the thing. It's time to drop oh, yeah. some heat. Here we go. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on. Learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz. Schedule your time. Don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest got his start from humble beginnings. After hearing a friend complain about a $700 salon bill for hair extensions, our guest's ears perked up and he knew there had to be a better option. Our guest is no stranger to startups, and even though his previous venture had failed, he was not one to give up. Borrowing half of his $28,000 in capital from his mom, and using his relationship building skills, his thirst for knowledge, and his his expertise in developing products, our guest has since created a global beauty conglomerate that spans 10 different brands, 5 retail locations, a major partnership with the eminent global e-commerce store Shopify, and he paid back his mom and more not only has our guest been featured and interviewed by all the largest tv networks fox abc cbs etc he is also a best-selling author and ceo of the 278th rank of inc magazine's top 5,000 companies in the world you won't want to miss this story of how our guest built his business from the ground up and how he's helping others succeed as well Joining us today from Private Label Extensions out of Atlanta, Georgia, welcome to the show, Mikey Moran. Woo! Quiet time! Mikey, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Uh, Yeah. Baby blue or yellow? Uh, Baby blue. Let's do it then. Baby blue it is. There we go. Yeah, That's the background blue. for today. All right, man. First of all, welcome to the program. And uh, I like how James said from the ground up. I was thinking more like from the follicle up because <laughs> that's, where, that's where the hair starts. But all right, how would you get into this space? James kind of mentioned it in your intro. But how does one's ears perk up and yet someone takes action in this field or in this, well, in this industry? Look, first, I got to say, I got to thank James for probably one of the best intros I ever had. I mean, I feel extra special right now. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's really as simple that myself and my business partner, we were having lunch and just kind of talking about different industries, something that we do every single week. And I was still looking for that next big idea and the big thing to do, a business to start after starting many. Um, and he was telling me about his girlfriend that spent all this money on hair and hair extensions and how she, how much she paid for it. And I said, wait a second, 
this just doesn't this just doesn't sound right to me. There's there's somebody's making way too much money. We got to do this better than whatever's going on now. There wasn't a big market for it online yet like there is today. Um, so we kind of just jumped in, not knowing anything about hair, learned really quickly. I'm a product guy, so that's kind of one of my specialties. Uh, and things turned out pretty good. All right. So many people get into the hair business. Very few people are able to scale a business like that. What makes you different? What makes you unique in this in the, in that sense where you're, you're, I mean, you're a product guy, but it takes more than just, you know, I've worked with products before. Help me break that down a little bit. Probably for us, since we launched in 2014, probably one of the most consistent hair businesses since 2014, along with other products, being very client-centric and focused on their needs and creating services based around their needs. Um, you know, we, we did things very different. Uh, we did a pivot in 2016 to focus more on building brands for people that worked out very, very well, which spawned all these other websites and other kind of technology stuff that we do. Uh, so really, we just listened to our clients. It was just that simple and just pretty relentless for growth. You talked to, well, James kind of mentioned how your skill is in the relationship side. And then what you're mentioning here is helping, uh, helping build other people's brands. When you mix the two, when you're helping somebody achieve their goals, when you're helping them by asking questions on, Hey man, what do you need help with? What can I do to help you grow your business? You're essentially doing some relationship building. You're really what you're doing is you're building a market for yourself. That's the marketing strategy that sounds like you you kind of took on. When you help some of these small businesses develop a brand, what does that mean exactly? We do everything from A to Z. So a lot of people will come to us, depending if it's just uh, a hairstylist or maybe just someone, an entrepreneur that wants to be the industry, or we actually now partner with uh, our larger clients that are on TV and celebrity clients. Uh, so what we do is they come to us. And I, just as an example, this most recent client, um, we she came to us, wanted to do a hair brand, introduced through one of our partners, and we designed her logo, her packaging, uh, her website, pretty much everything A to Z kind of put a little twist on it that really matches her personality and her online presence through like her social media online presence, which is pretty huge. And uh, it launches tomorrow and it's pretty sick. So we do that from, you know, we have a Shopify app that makes it pretty much <laughs> couldn't be easier to open up a hair store because we do drop shipping. Uh, we have a branding website. We offer wholesale. I mean, we, we do everything A to Z for everybody that wants to get in the industry. So I, uh, I teach part-time at a high school, and I teach a class called Financial Algebra. And in that class, we get to talk to the students about, you know, balancing a checkbook, how to buy a car, how to buy a house, all the cool stuff that, you know, nobody really teaches you, uh, and you step into life and that stuff happens. And uh, I also encourage them to have a side hustle. Like, it's one of those things that I'm like, look, in the, in the world today, having a job is great. Having a side hustle is going to take you to that next level of freedom that you're looking for. There was this one student in my class a few years back. Uh, her name is Kennedy Wilmore. She's, you guys can find her on Instagram. She does hair, right? And uh, she was doing hair. And, and I was like, oh, that's cool. You kind of do hair. She's like, no, Mr. Sears, look, I do hair for black people. She's like, I'm a black woman. I do hair for black people. This is what I do. And this is what I'm going to do after graduation. I'm not really a college type person. And so I encouraged her to start recording like what she does as, you know, as she's working with clients and posting that stuff. 
Dude, she blew up. Like now I have now when I'm scrolling through Instagram and she's like, I'm selling this hair piece, I'm selling this hair piece, I'm selling this hair piece. A few minutes later, it's like sold, 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 right? Like that right. stuff's happening. When somebody somebody's has a skill like that, she only has so many hours in the day, right? She's only has so many clients that she can see. What other things can she do to grow her business? You know, it's it's funny that you talk about the what you teach in school because it's very similar to that is it's those common traits that you need to learn as an entrepreneur. Uh, and one of the common traits is you got to understand that you are not personally scalable. And you have to start building your team. Uh, and that's something that we have done very, very well. You know, our turnover rate is uh, pretty low relative probably to the normal market. Uh, I can tell you that employee number one is still with us today, you know, almost eight years later. Employee number two is still with us today. Employee number three is still with us today. And I was technically employee number four because I was working full time. The hair business was my side hustle. I was working 50 hours a week for two and a half years before I paid myself my first dollar. Um, so understanding that you have to be really consistent, um, you know, really honing your craft, building out that like start hiring people once you can. And the key, the key is reinvesting back in your business. Like too many times I see people get so excited because they sell a couple hundred thousand dollars online. They take that money. All of a sudden they're buying like a crazy leasing a Lambo or, <laughs> you know, buying all this crazy stuff, buying everyone drinks at the club, popping bottles. Well, not during COVID, but just in general. And it's like, look, none of this is going to help your business. None of this is going to help your clients. You always have to put the business first. The business comes before everything. So once you really understand that and everything that involves that kind of theory, then you can really reach the next level of success. Well, so the problem I see with a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they're early on, when they're first getting started, they think they have to wear all the hats, right? They think they have to do everything because only I can do a quality job. More so with hairdressers and barbers, because all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're not coming to my salon, you're coming to my chair, like you're coming to me, me. How does, uh, how does somebody scale that type of, of business? I mean, I mean, you're talking about bringing people on. Is it, you know, when you, and when you're creating a brand, it's a whole different ballgame, but how do we get them to shift the mindset from you only have, you know, so many appointments in your chair to you're bringing on a team and developing a brand? Yeah, that, that goes into more of like having assistance and having other people to help with certain portions. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the hairstylists, you know, they, uh, 80, 90% of the reason why people go to them is not just because they do great hair, but the conversation, mm -hmm. right? So that's really hard to scale. You know, myself, I've never done hair. I, I you know, we were, we were just in LA filming uh, for a TV show and they kept text, texting me, Mikey, these, these wigs on the stands are about to film. It looks horrible. I was like, I don't do hair. Send, you know, one of my, my business partner that we're with, send him. I, you know, I have no idea. So it's, it's one of those things you have to have the right people around you. So like just that instance, I'm more the business technology product development side, but one of my business partners is the most fantastic hairstylist. So when it comes to those hairstylist kind of questions and other things, you have to surround yourself with people that are better than you in the certain important parts of your business. Uh, but for a hairstylist specifically, you're going to have to get, uh, 
you know, a couple assistants and it's that part's really hard to scale personally. That's why a lot of hairstylists want to get what they call a term is get from behind the chair and getting from behind the chair is generally like the person you were talking about that used to be in your class at selling products and doing other kind of things. Um, so that way you're, you know, basically we all know it's nice to be an entrepreneur and have these online stores. And when you're sleeping, you wake up and have all these orders, you know, not realistic for everybody, but it does happen. Uh, so that's really, it's, it's tough when you're hairstylist to scale yourself, but getting a product, a side hustle or something that's related to your industry can generally help. Let's talk about the perks of scaling, right? So you and your business partner decided to have this idea. You said it was like four years before you even took a paycheck, right? Something, I think two years, four years, two and a half years, two and a half years before you took a paycheck. Uh, and then all of a sudden you start growing something scaling something getting something bigger and and you know i was i was looking through your your website your well not the hair business blueprint one but your your name website and all these different places that you've been on different podcasts on different tv shows interviewed by different places writing books like walk me through that process i mean how do you go from i got a concept and an idea and i'm working 50 hours a week to kind of build this thing to get it off the ground to Holy crap, I'm being interviewed on all kinds of stuff. I have a book and and you know, doing some fun and exciting things in business, not really working my ass off as much. Yeah, you know, it's and it's funny the working part is, you know, once you if you really love what you do, I mean, I, people say, "Oh my god, it seems like you're working all the time." And I'm like, "No, I'm having the time of my life. I haven't worked mm. a day this whole entire year." It's not that I haven't been putting a lot of time in the business because I put a ton of time. And, you know, at the point where I am today, it's not necessarily me typing on a computer or doing something physical. It's more mental. So like mentally, my mind is consumed. But I can tell you it's pretty freaking cool. I mean, I never thought I would get to this point. Um, the places that I've gone, the people that I've met, all of that, it's 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 really hard to put in words. Um and just learning how to how to manage that that it's gonna you're gonna do things that best help the business and the brand to grow and your partners to grow is really the key. Um, but you know when we talk about perks, one honestly one of my favorite perks is we do a ton of business and I'm a credit card rewards junkie. So like the amount of credit card rewards points I get at this point is absolutely crazy. I mean I just for my birthday coming up next week, like we're flying to uh, Madrid, you sky miles today. I was just like checking the flight, making sure everything's good. And they're like, Hey, do you want to upgrade to Delta one, which is like the bed seats. And I was like, I got miles. Let's update, let's upgrade to Delta one. So it's like, it's a whole nother level when you do that. And it's one of those things when you see other people doing these things, you kind of have to deconstruct how they're getting there. And that's when things get interesting in entrepreneurship. Well, the other part is you've tasted a lifestyle, right? Like, like what, you know, there's a lot of people who've never had the ability to go to first class, who've never driven a nicer car, who've never stayed at a, you know, penthouse suite on a, in a hotel. Like there's a lot of things in life that people just see, but never experience themselves. And once you have tasted it, once you know that these are possibilities in your life, it kind of fuels you a little bit different, doesn't it? 
Yeah, you know, the I remember the first time I ever was in, I, I'm pretty uh, loyal to Delta, right? So a, a, a business tip or a travel tip is be loyal to your airlines or your hotel brands, right? And I was in the um, Delta Sky Club before our flight and I'm just hanging out there and I'm like, holy cow, this is so nice. Free food, free mm-hmm. drinks, these big lounge chairs. All, and I said, if someone... You know, I'm sitting there with my girlfriend. I said, if someone could have just shown me this earlier in life, that this was possible, that this was yeah. even a thing, like it would have been a game changer. And I actually talk about it in my book as one of the experiences I had was, you know, even on these 24 hour flights to Thailand, I would walk on the plane. I would look left at those crazy bed kind of pods that people are on. And I would be going to the right. And I literally would be in the last seat bathroom attendant for 24 hours to get to Asia to do business or whatever, because I hadn't figured it out. Right. But once I started really investigating, you know, how people are doing these things and figuring it out, life is just so much better. <laughs> Dude, you know, and, and I, I like to tell people to, to just taste just a little bit at a time. For example, um, one of the earliest things I can remember that that I did that was very similar to that was you know, I'm, I'm in San Diego, so it's a about a four and a half hour drive to Las Vegas. And I remember turning 21 and I'm like, dude, this is the thing that we do. Right. And so I wanted to avoid traffic. So we would always leave around 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night and then drive all the way to Vegas with no traffic, get there and just like start gambling and party early on because, you know, it's a 24 hour party. And then one time, one of my friends is like, all right, we're going to go. He's like, all right, um, are you going to buy the plane tickets or should I? And I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like we we drive like that's how we roll right it's a party all the way there he's like yeah but do you want to drive back and i was like yeah the drive back always sucks book the plane ticket with him it was about you know it's it's about 100 bucks maybe 150 bucks if it's not a prime time or whatever never again have i driven back to las vegas never ever the one difference right there right and that's that's not a major change in your life but it's a taste and once you taste it there is no way that you're going back. Uh, dude, flying with a bed on a plane is freaking huge, dude. It's huge. It makes all the difference in the world. What are some other things that you've done in your life now that you've experienced that it's hard to go back to anything else? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff. So um, just about two years ago, I stopped by my accountants. I have a really good relationship with my CPA uh, all my monthly bookkeeping is done by them. So that's something like if you're in business, make sure you have a great accountant, please. It's going to make all the difference in the world. So I, I show up to my accountant and he, he looks outside. He's like, Mikey, you still driving that box Scion from 2006? And I'm like, well, yeah, Jay. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to get a car. I got to make sure the business is running good. You know, he's like, do you realize how much you're selling and like how much you can write off at this point? And I, and, you know, I don't try to write off anything illegal or anything too crazy. And I was like, well, yeah, I guess. And he's like, go, go lease a car. He said, don't lease a Ferrari, lease something nice. And we'll be able to write, all you do is work anyway. You'll write off 80% of it. When got myself like a 20 in 2019, I got myself a 2020 M 340 BMW sick car, white tan interior nice. after driving that. And I'm just like, Oh, this is so different. Right. And I'm like, the crazy thing is I barely pay for it now. Like same with the travel. I 
like most of my personal travel, pretty much all of my personal travel is free. But the difference is when I put the stuff on Instagram, I make it very clear of like, hey guys, hey, I'm in first class today because I got upgraded to Delta because I'm loyal to them because I have Delta status. This is not something I paid for because, you know, one thing I do not like, which, you know, growing up, there was no social media when I was, you know, younger is people try to flex too much and flaunt too much stuff that it's easy. And I think like it keep, it makes the younger entrepreneur try to keep up with mm -hmm. people that, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years, so I've already been through it by now, right? I should be hopefully reaching some sort of extra success at this point. So, you know, if you're, if you see these people that are just posting too much stuff and wondering how they're doing it, it's not always real. Uh, that's why I make sure it's very clear, but like the car thing, the hotels getting upgrades. I mean, last month I was in, um, I was in Vegas. I mean, uh, in LA again for some more recording with uh, Viacom and, you know, we stayed at the W in Hollywood and they said, Oh, Mr. Man, you know, you're a, I think I'm a titanium now with uh, Marriott. Oh, we went ahead and upgraded you to a suite. Da, da, da. I'm thinking, okay, open the room. The room was so hot. Like it was so, I couldn't even, I don't even know if I put it on Instagram because I was like, Oh, my girlfriend who wasn't with me, she's going to freak out if she sees this room. <laughs> this thing is bad. I mean, bad. So I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just keep this one to myself. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Well, you talked about the 15 years of work, right? And, and I think this is where a lot of young entrepreneurs quite don't understand the time that it takes, partially because experience is necessary, right? You need to make some big mistakes. So maybe you can share with some of the stuff that, you, that you've struggled with, even to today, some of the things that, that you maybe are working through or are problematic in your business that you're still trying to overcome, or maybe things in the past that you that you've had to work extra hard to kind of push through because 15 years you're like, you're like me, dude, I've, I've been at this for like 17 years. When it, when I make it look easy, it's because of all the experience that we've had in the past. So what are some of those learning lessons that you've had? You know, first it's funny because a lot of the things that I've been doing recently have been just wildly successful. Some of the new ideas that I've put out there. And at first I thought it was luck and I was telling someone and they looked at me and they're like, no, you just have a lot of experience. That's why all this stuff is now working. I mean, when I was younger, I never had money and I didn't really have like the family backing or anything like that. So money was always a problem and I didn't really know how to manage money within the business as well as I do today. I'm still very cautious about what we spend money on where before I'd be like, oh yeah, let's just, you know, oh, we're going to go out to dinner. Yeah. Let me just write this out off on the company. Like if it's not serving the company, you're not putting it on the company. Like those are really important things. Um, having your books like super, super perfect. I mean, I am just religious about that now where before they weren't right. So that, makes things a lot more complicated for your accountant. It ends up costing you more. Um, you know, just being organized with inventory, with really uh, being a little bit more hard with negotiations. And it's not just negotiations with your suppliers or vendors. You can negotiate everything. You know, you can negotiate with your credit card companies as far as, you know, uh, credit card transaction fees. Uh, you can uh, negotiate with shippers and how much you're paying for shipping once you start getting a certain level of volume. You know, they're not really going to tell you too much until you ask. Um, I really didn't ask enough questions and I didn't focus enough time on learning when I was younger as a younger entrepreneur, where today I generally spend at least an hour of 
hour to two hours a day on education, listening to podcasts like yours, where you have other people with other experiences on here in business, getting tips and tricks. There's never been a better time in entrepreneurship. I'm sure you agree. Never been a better time in entrepreneurship to be able to learn for free from all these other entrepreneurs that have already done it. Like that's why I love doing podcasts and giving this types of this type of information because I never had this. So the amount of struggles that I had to go through is 10x what you have to go today. If you just listen to people that have done it and that are giving you the real information. That's the cheat code to life, dude. I mean, being able to talk to people, that's the number one thing that I love about being a podcast host. You're on episode 808. We've interviewed over 650 different people on the podcast. That is so much knowledge experience that I've been able to absorb just from talking to people. That's mm. that's huge. I mean, it's catapulted me. I mean, I couldn't have read as many books to experience that kind of knowledge. I couldn't have grown that kind of network and that kind of deep relationship without being able to do those sorts of things. And, and you're absolutely right. Education is huge. Now, let me ask you this part, though. How much of your time are you trying, uh, when it comes to your education, are you spending in trying to be an expert in something versus trying to understand so that you can delegate or move into an area? That's actually a really good question. Uh, before, I spent a lot of times trying to be more of that expert role in certain things, uh, which I think it is important to get to a, a certain level of knowledge with a lot of the things you're doing. Uh, because these days, I'm just trying to hire people that are much smarter than me for different aspects of business and bringing in the real experts, like people that the people that I hire, you know, are, okay, this is all I do email marketing. This is all I do. This is what I live. You know, I have all these meetings with Clavio all the time, blah, blah, blah. That's my email guy. Right. And that's where I think for us to continue to scale, like we are, we grew 40% last year, we grew 40% this year. And once you get to a certain level, like, especially I realized it gets really hard once you break eight figures, scaling becomes a lot more complicated without a huge influx of money. Um, but I don't like the money route taking money route. Uh, so learning how to work better with people, learning different strategies and everything else, it goes a long way. So I think I'm at the point now where it's definitely about you know, how to work with people better, how to negotiate better, uh, those kind of how to build relationships better. I think those things are much more important and valuable for me now. But I do spend a little bit of time of what's the new technology, what's the new app. You know, I work with my developer. I have a couple of developers I work with on our technology stuff because I like to have that higher level of knowledge. That way I can't, I'm not bringing someone in. They're trying to sell you all this fluff, uh, which people will try to do. I'll be like, no, 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 no. This, this is not it, right? So that's that's key, I think. I always, I always see it as learning a, a new language, right? Like when you speak to your accountant, he speaks a certain language. There's a lexicon that he uses, a, a words that he uses that describe what he's doing. When you go and talk to your app developer, there's a language that they speak. They're completely different. You know, it, every single one, every single part of your business, your marketer is going to be completely different type of language. And that's really where that education level comes in, right? This is why you spend two hours a day learning something so that you can have a conversation, not really so that you can do the work, but so that you, when you talk to somebody, you know what the hell they're saying and you can direct them in the direction that you want to go. Sound about right? Yeah, I mean, I you literally just I had this conversation just last week with uh, 
somebody at one of our big clients and it's the manager who has many connections up in New York. And um, I told her this concept I had for this app in the beauty industry that I think would be killer. And she was asking about like, you know, how long would it take? How much would it cost? And I started explaining it to her and she's like, how do you get it done so cheap? And I was like, oh, I speak developer. And mm. she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, developers think very different, right? And you have to have certain ways to be able to communicate with them. Otherwise, it's like the matrix, right? I love the matrix. So it's like the matrix, they, you know, they see this. So like, Long if you're like brunette, Neo, you head. see it. Yeah, like you can, <laughs> you can speak the matrix to the developer and it makes all the difference in the world because developers need guidance. They need, they need that path. You can't just be like, oh, develop this thing, which people think they can do. You're going to be paying 10x because you're going to they're just going to develop what's in their head, not what's in your head. And then you're going to be like, oh, no, let's go back. Let's change this. Let's change that. That's big money. That's a waste. Yeah, that changes the scope of a lot of things. Well, same thing with your tax preparer, right? Your, your accountant, your CPA. You know, what I tell people all the time is you need to understand how taxes work because you're going to bring your stuff to your accountant, your tax preparer, wherever it's going to be. And when you sit down to do that stuff, they're going to prepare the return based on how they see the situation. But you know your business or you know your situation better than they do. So you need to know, hey, do I qualify for this? Hey, is this part of what I can do? Can I write this off? You know, this is how I'm using it in my business. And then their knowledge of what's going on is going to help make it work, right? And that's that's the key here is being able to talk, being able to speak a language. I love how you said that. I speak developer. That's, that's awesome because that, that's the biggest thing. All right, man, dude. 30 minutes just flies by when I when I have great guests on the show. So thank you very much, first of all, for coming on the show. But if people want to get a hold of you, they're in the business, they're trying to scale, maybe build their brand. How can they do that? Uh, I have all my links, social media, everything right there. Hey, Business Blueprint. Um, one, yep, and you can follow me on IG. One last thing, though, is... Look, I know my bit, my book is called Fearless Beauty, but I can tell you this is a plug and play for all entrepreneurs. Like it's really, it's beauty related. But when I tell you this is the book that I wish someone handed me 15 years ago when I was first becoming an entrepreneur and saying, what do I need to do? And the first half is mental and the second half is doing it. I think this would help a lot of people. You know, I waited till I was an eight figure company before I wrote it. So it's proven techniques, proven tactics, proven mindset. Um, but yeah, but you can always reach out to me if you can't remember Fearless Beauty on my IG, Moran Mikey, and I'd be happy to answer any questions. Boom. That's what it's all about, ladies and gents. Why are you going to step in the same hole when somebody else has already stepped in it? Learn from other people's experiences. You're still going to have to make your own choices. You're still going to have to make your mistakes. I wish I could take those away from you, but no, I can't. That's what's going to happen. However, you can avoid a lot of the mistakes, save yourself a lot of time, save yourself a lot of money. If you just learn from people who have already done it, just like Mikey, Mikey, uh, we are big on testimonials here. So you've been on a ton of shows, ton of podcasts. Uh, my question to you is, did we set the bar pretty high? What'd you think of, what was your experience like on the business bros podcast? Look, you guys have the best energy, honestly, of any podcast I've ever been on. Like I was so, like I said, I was, you know, watching your videos, your YouTube videos before this. And I was like, these guys are fired up. So, I mean, it's, this is, this is perfect. Like everybody should be listening to these. 
every like every episode, like subscribed and listen, because I think it's so important. And I think the high energy will keep you pumped up because sometimes in business, you're going to get beat down and you just need that uplift. And I feel like this podcast is something that's very uplifting because of the high energy. I'm a high energy person. So I really vibe off of other people with high energy. So this is this is killer. You guys got a killer platform here. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, ladies and gents. You heard it. High energy. That's what you need. Look, I get it. I get it. Business isn't always the most exciting. Taxes, accounting, those are not the most exciting topics in the world. But when you win, when you finally push through, business is so amazing. You get to fly on a plane and just park your butt on the bed seats. <laughs> you get to fly over to Vegas. You get to drive your BMWs. There's all kinds of great stuff that can happen if you take the time to educate yourself, learn to speak different languages. And I'm not talking French and Spanish and those things. I'm talking different business industry languages. It's going to change your life. You will. You don't have to wait 15 years like we did, make the same mistakes that we did. You can hit the fast forward button. Just do what other people have that are successful. Do what they are doing. Pick up that book. Uh, go, to Mike, uh, go to Mike's website, hairbusinessblueprint.com. All the social media feeds, link to the book is there. Get the information that you need and just get started. Like if you if you got a side hustle and you're thinking about maybe getting started, go, do it. You're going to make mistakes. It's okay. I promise you in the end, it's going to be amazing. Mikey, dude, you are an overnight success. Only took 15 years to get there, but thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing all the stuff with us, man. Appreciate you taking the time. You got it, man. Thank you so much. This is great. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again uh, next. Oh, wait, today's James. James, is, is today the day? Is today the day? Yeah, yeah, right, it is. S-H-I-T, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot today's my favorite day of the week. So happy it's Thursday. We'll see you guys again next time. Peace, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.